Um, you know, you're going to have to do some participation this morning. So um, I just want to look at some things that go together. So, for example, uh, if I say sunny, you're going to automatically think of share, I hope. Um, you know, if you think about strawberries and... Yeah, I was thinking about champagne, but strawberries and cream work. Um, you know, yin and yang, bill and... Yeah, now I know the kind of age range I'm dealing with. Um, and there are sort of certain sayings that, that kind of make sense as, as pairs, aren't there? So, you know, there's the expression, there's no smoke without fire. Um, every cloud has a... Good. But, you know, when we talk about every cloud has a silver lining, the, the, the counter side to that is, uh, you know, you can't have a silver lining without a cloud, can you? Well, you can. But, um, you know, that's kind of what we're looking at today. You know, on Sunday, we'll be looking at, at uh, the resurrection and the joy of the resurrection and what the resurrection means for us. And, it, and it's a, you know, I'm... I'm sure that it's going to be a message that's a message of of joy and hope and celebration. But before you can get to the resurrection, you have to come to the cross. Before you uh, experience the joy of Sunday, you have to come to the seriousness of Friday, don't you? And that's what we want to look at kind of this morning, you know, before we can rejoice in the life-giving hope of a risen Lord, we need to face the cross of a dying one. And I'm sure that if we were there on that day over 2,000 years ago, it's not a day that we'd be thinking about as a, a good Friday. You know, we call it Good Friday, and for good reason. For those that know Christ in their lives... That Friday is good for us. But imagine if you're Jesus' mother on Friday. Imagine that you're his brothers, his disciples. I don't think that day was a day they thought of as, as good. You know, even if you were a priest up in the temple, you might think, well, they might think it's good because they've now got their way, haven't they? they they've managed to get Jesus persecuted, judged, tried, and crucified. But you know, when Jesus was on the cross, several things happened, didn't it? You know, one of the things happened in the temple itself, and the, the veil, the, the curtain that separated us from the righteousness of God was torn in two. So for the priest of that day, that was not a good day. You know, for us it is, because we know that that veil was a veil of separation. And being torn means that we now have open access to the Holy of Holies. But for them, I don't think that was a good day. You know, as Jesus was on the cross, the sky darkened for three hours. Now, I don't know uh, if any of you have been in a thunderstorm, 
But um, I remember to, to, I worked in Yugoslavia for a while and, and, and driving between Belgrade and Novosad, where, where our satellite branch was, it's, it's just a long, straight, open road over flatland. And uh, we were traveling, I suppose, somewhere around midday. And this storm started to come in and these storm clouds came in and, and they covered the sun. And when they have storms in Yugoslavia, wow, uh, they're impressive. I, I was in a, a, a Mitsubishi Shogun 4x4, nice big vehicle, solid vehicle, and I was in fear. And what was interesting was that it, the storm clouds were so dark and so black and they covered the sky. It was eerie and scary. Just imagine what it was like for the people that were there at Calvary, at Golgotha, when the skies turned dark for three hours, when they were looking at the people that they were crucifying that day and the response of the people around them, the people at the foot of the cross of Christ, the centurion, that looked up at him and, and, and seeing the darkness of the sky and realizing, you know what? This is a bad day. Have we made a big mistake? Well, clearly the cross was no mistake. From the foundation of the earth, Christ knew that's where he would be going. To the cross. But I think what I'd like us to think about this morning is why he went to the cross. You know, I look back on my life and and I know that that cross is mine. You know, not everybody's had the life I've had, praise God. But if anyone deserved the cross, it was me. You know, not everybody's been to prison, thank God. But I went because I deserved to go. I deserved to be punished for the things that I did. Now, not everybody's got caught up in the things that I've caught up in. The drugs and the crime. And I deserve to be punished. But you know, those are physical things. But they kind of highlight a spiritual dimension in my life at that time. I was spiritually dead. Alive to the things of the world. Alive to the things that I wanted to be alive to. And then I came to the cross. And I thank the Lord so much for that. You see, the cross is a place of death. That's what it is. It was a place of torture and pain. It was a place of judgment. And so while we rejoice, we need to remember that we can only rejoice because of a cross. Because of that place of death, because of that place of torture. You know, there have been a lot of people throughout history that have have maybe been judged incorrectly. They've received sentences they shouldn't have received. They were innocent. 
Um, you know, if anybody was innocent, it was Jesus, wasn't it? The only verse I really want to look at this morning, and I don't think it's a normal verse for a Good Friday message, but we're going to put it up, and it's 2 Corinthians five, twenty-one, And it says this, God made him, that's Jesus, who had no sin to be sin for us. So that in him, we might become the righteousness of God. That's what the cross is about. Jesus took upon himself false judgment, a trial he didn't deserve, a beating he should never have received, a crucifixion that wasn't his But he chose to do it so that we didn't have to go to the cross. That's powerful. It was powerful to me and remains powerful to me. So before we think about, you know, Sunday and Easter and and chocolate and hallelujahs. Just think about the price that was paid so that we can rejoice. The cross is a place of death, and it should have been ours. should have been mine. It should have been yours. But you know, with death, according to scripture, comes life. Doesn't it? With death comes freedom, funnily enough. And so, you know, I think my heart for this morning was that we would think about the cross as, as what it is, a place of death. And that we would actually think about the things in our lives that need to be put to death. The things that that we're responsible for, that Jesus took upon himself so that we could be free of them. Does that make sense? You know, even knowing Christ, I know my life isn't perfect. But I know that I can come to the cross and put to death the things that are not of God. That the power of uh, God in Christ on the cross is, is a power that can set me free. It's a power that says, when this dies, I'll give you new life. When you crucify this, I'll raise you up again. And it's a transformed life. You know, I'm not perfect because... I believe in Christ. I'm perfect because Christ is perfect. I still need to come to the cross. I still need to come to the Lord and and say, I want to put this to death. 
I want to be renewed in my spirit day by day. You know, I think there are, uh, are many of us that still face struggles, that still face difficulty, that still face trial. And today, of all days, is a day where we can bring those to the cross. Where we can trust that Jesus pays the price so that we might have new life. So I know we're going to enter into a time of communion. uh, and So I I think John's going to lead us into that. But I just want us to think about the things that we need to bring to the cross, to lay at the foot of of the cross, and to understand that, that the cross that we come to is a place where we can put those things to death because Christ died for us that we might become the righteousness of God. When Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, he meant it is finished. There's nothing that you can't bring to him. And there's nothing that he isn't able to to set you free from nothing. Nothing. But we need to take that step of faith. We need to be able to look at the cross and trust in the one who died for us. That he's paid the price. That he bore our sin and our shame so that we might be forgiven and set free. So let's pray.